I said, a basket of summer food. Then the Lord said to me, the end has come on my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. The songs of their temple shall become wailings in that day, says the Lord God. The dead bodies shall be many, cast out in every place. Be silent. Hear this, you that trample on the needy and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain and the Sabbath so that we may offer wheat for sale? We will make the Ephah small and the Shepherd great and practice deceitful false balances, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and selling the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. Shall not the land tremble on this account? And everyone mourn who lives in it, and all of it rise like the Nile and be tossed about and sink again like the Nile of Egypt. On that day, says the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on all horns and baldness on every head. I will make it like the morning for an only son, and the end of it like a bitter day. The time is surely coming, says the Lord God, and I will send a famine, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, Seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. The word of the Lord.
call to the Colossians. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things invisible and visible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his fleshly body through death, so as to present you holy, blameless, and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith, without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. I am not rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to the saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is he whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil and struggle with all the energy that he powerfully inspires within me. The word of the Lord.
condemning any of these roles of responsibility. I hear Jesus condemning indignance toward one another. I hear Jesus calling into question the loss of perspective that happens when our great responsibilities cause us to be marred down in self importance. Perhaps Jesus is pushing our buttons to get us away from that all too tempting place of thinking that if only everyone would just act exactly like us, all would be well. That place of being so caught up in our own rightness that we neglect to see the belovedness of another. The belovedness of everyone. Martha didn't seem to have Mary's belovedness in mind when she perceived laziness in her sister rather than devotion to Jesus. The elder prodigal son didn't see belovedness in his brother. The Pharisees didn't see the belovedness of the Samaritan. George Zimmerman didn't see the belovedness of Trayvon Martin. And I am having a hard time seeing the belovedness George Zimmerman. And Jesus is hitting us over the head, trying to call us out of indignance and into love and into the knowledge of universal belovedness. How equal and universal, though, can we be when Jesus himself is saying that Mary has a better part than Martha? Well, one possibility is that you didn't say that. Translation is tricky, and since the Greek word for better is also the word for good or best, and since there are no articles in Greek, the original transcript may well have said that Mary had a good part rather than a better part. All that aside, it is possible that Mary was actually doing something in that moment that was more important when she sat at Jesus. Knows. What we do know is that Martha was marred down by self-importance and Mary was open, listening. Perhaps learning from Jesus how to see the universal belovedness of the whole earth. She was present. Martha was distracted. Both are beloved. I don't know about you, but I would rather be present and open than distracted and anxious. Which doesn't mean I always do that very well. But I'm grateful that Jesus is here to push our buttons and move us from indignance to love. I am grateful that we have a God who loves us that much, who loves us enough to disturb us into a wider perspective. Since I was about 18, I have carried a rather tattered piece of paper around in my wallet. It holds a prayer by Sir Francis Drake that speaks to the widening of our and I think of it when I hear about Martha and Mary, because it may just be that the wider our perspectives grow, the more room there is for universal belovedness. When I read this prayer, I pray that this is the direction that Jesus is pulling us when he pushes our buttons. Here it is. To serve us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves. When our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little. When we have arrived safely because we sailed too close to shore. To serve us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the abundance of life 
Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in the efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. To serve with Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas, where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of the land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push us into the future in strength, courage, faith, hope, and love.
and our week, you know, this week or the week after. What we need are some people to help us make sandwiches either on Tuesday night or you know, Monday night or Tuesday morning. And what we also need is some people willing to go into town and serve. That just involves driving in parking and going in and, and meeting the 175 people who are part of the B-State program, keeping children safe and off the streets during the summer. Um, please, if you would like to speak to either Carol Burroughs or myself after church, Carol, you want to stand up so that the team are. And we would be delighted to plug you in in one slot and have you meet these wonderful children. We also could use some people uh, to join us on Friday to go to the beach, which is a nice cake. This is such an important program, uh, especially for the children. Uh, we see uh, goodwill that comes from this. I was very surprised that she went in there and helped serve and, and found Mary Oliver.
the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is God. Christ is